welcome back to the Brave in the Attempt podcast. I'm your host, Wyatt Spaulding, and today we're joined by Rachel Mulligan. Rachel, how's it going? Great. <laughs> yeah, so Rachel and I, we're on several committees together in Special Olympics. Um, Rachel's on some uh, national committees as well, and is a well-known athlete in Special Olympics Nebraska. Uh, Rachel, you mind sharing all the sports you do for Special Olympics? Sure. So I participate in a lot of different sports. It's quite the list. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm involved in bowling, basketball, cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, powerlifting, bocce, track and field, and soccer and swimming. <laughs> nice. I bet that's pretty busy with all the seasons and everything. Yes. <laughs> What would you say is your top, your three favorite sports? My three favorite sports are swimming, powerlifting, and cross-country skiing. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. So, why don't you share a little bit, like, just growing up, and then how, as you grew up, you got involved or knew about Special Olympics? Okay. So, I'm originally from Southern California. Um, I... My father was actually in the Navy, so we I moved around a lot, and we kind of, um, we were stationed in Nebraska, and then we, he got stationed in Washington State, so we um, wanted, when his turn was up, we really wanted to come back to Nebraska, um, so we kind of have moved back here and called our Nebraska, our home. <laughs> Um, so I actually got involved with Special Olympics through a family friend in 2011. Um, we kind of weren't aware that social, that I could qualify for Social Olympics because the schools haven't really gotten the word out, so. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So growing up, like, would you mind sharing, like, what your disability is or what, and what you kind of struggled with growing up? So I'm actually, I have a developmental disability, Um, so a lot of it was really hard because I don't really understand a lot of things, Um, big kind of medical terms, uh, things. I also have like a fine motor condition, so like grasping things is kind of hard. just like certain ways certain activities are kind of hard for me to do because of my um wrist my okay you say grasping things are hard i would never notice because you do power lifting i mean you gotta (laughs) grasp the bar so do you wear anything on your hands so you can grab the bar to lift um so the only thing we use is uh um it's kind of like a white powder it's actually called chalk so we use okay. that. Um, we also basic. So um, they also. My coach has had my um, have me work on kind of my grip strength, and that oh. really kind of helps um, with gripping the bar and not having it slip from your hands. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet. Especially if, like you said, you have trouble grasping things and grabbing stuff. I bet that was. Was that pretty hard for you, like, when you started powerlifting because of the grabbing of the bar or not really? It was pretty hard. Um, I wasn't basically, at the beginning, they were using a lot of weight with me. 
And mm-hmm. uh, one of my coaches noticed like some of the bars were really hard. It's a little hard because the bar is a little bigger than my hands. Um, I have <laughs> very small hands, so that's kind of one of the disadvantages for me for powerlifting. Okay, so going back to like just growing up, like how did your did your disability affect like your social life? Or was it not a problem for when you went to school? What was your um, adversity growing up? Just dealing with like all the things you deal with your disability. Oh, um, so this, uh, I was probably very social. Um, That's good. The schools were a little bit tricky. Um, mm-hmm. I was basically... Um, in elementary school, put into um, special education classes, um, and then I've had some really great teachers, and then I um, actually was told by my parents, like, there were a few situations that popped up. There was one time, I think, one school, like, um, instead of having me, like, do some of the work at the other students I got kind of put off to the side and my parents were like no we want her to try like I the the work um and then I think there was like a psychologist that told me I couldn't really go to like college um the in high school it was um I was a lot shyer um I was kind of more because I wanted to kind of go out for sports teams in high school, but a lot of them had tryouts and I just had this fear like, "Mm, am I going to be able to make it or am I going to be told that you can't play? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I struggle with that too. I think a lot of us with disabilities do because like, you know, we're kind of a little uncoordinated, you know, we're not as strong or as big as some of the other athletes and uh you're like well getting cut you know it's never a good feeling but yeah i mean i bet that was hard like teachers too like like we could do the work maybe it takes us longer than the other students but it's like we can get it done and i don't know about you but did you do better like like i did better one-on-one like trying to figure out like a math problem or something did you do better one-on-one usually like in tests or just trying to do homework and everything? Um, so I kind of did a lot better with one-on-one. And then I, um, I think during high school or college, I think we kind of figured out, like, if you started, uh, like reading the test, if it's like a test, reading the questions mm. to me kind of helped out, um, too. <laughs> yeah, same. I would, uh, have, the teacher read the question to me because it's like it just feels better when like someone else is reading it to you and then like you read it in your head but it's like that doesn't like to me it like didn't sound right so I was like oh I don't know like for me I didn't know the question but yeah I mean it's great like your parents stuck up for you and that I mean because like your parents I bet that helped like, they see what you could do every day because obviously you live with them and uh, did you sit on sit in on any of those meetings with your teachers and try to explain them, like, I can do the work, or was it just your parents that uh, went? Um, I think I kind of sat in in the meetings, but I, um, uh, sh- sh- 
the big thing with me growing up was I kind of struggled with self-advocating. So my parents kind of did a lot of that for me when I was growing up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Well, then you said, uh, some you said a psychologist thought you'd never go to college. You said, is that right? Yeah. That's my... cool. That you, cause, cause you did. You just graduated from UNO, right? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, congrats. And uh, how did that come about? Did you, so, did you uh, know what you wanted to do when you got to UNO? Or did you kind of just take some classes and then declare your major? Um, so I started taking classes at Metro and I kind of was still kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to take. And then my um, parents had read about um, the program um, at UNO. So I applied and then got in and then I kind of just um, figured out like what my interests were and that kind of helped me find uh, my major. <laughs> so what was your major? Um, my major is criminal justice and art. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. What was um? What were some of your uh, favorite classes that you took at UNO? Um, <laughs> so, um, for art, my favorite classes were um, I took an art history class, and the professor I had was really, really great. And then for criminal justice, I I really liked. Um, police and society and homicide, and then they also had a woman, um, women's kind of in criminal justice class that was pretty interesting to to learn about. <laughs> oh, awesome! Was it easier for you to like advocate for yourself in college and to get what you needed to succeed in your classes? Yeah. Um. So Metro was a little. We, I think we, there was one situation with the instructor, but Metro was a little different because they would send like an email here, access that, but I didn't, fortunately I had one instructor to not read his emails and he didn't know about that. Um, UNO was, when I transferred to UNO, it was a little bit better because um, we were able to kind of more self-advocate um, with the accessibilities um, and the classes were a little different. I still was doing like the the work. I just didn't fully get graded on it. So that was kind of more where the accessibilities were. We were able to use more of the accessibilities. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad like it worked out for you more as you went on into your higher education. So would you say like like going to college and then also like, you know, graduating high school, obviously just going through all those rough times and just school or social life did special Olympics have a big part of helping you build um your confidence yeah so special olympics definitely played a big role um my parents kind of noticed i started finding my voice for social olympics um i think the really big thing was once i graduated alps they i um i think just getting me used to speaking to different groups. Um, I think that really helped with my confidence. <laughs> yeah, I think it helps with a lot of um, special Olympics confidence. Like, definitely mine, too. Like, the both of us, like, you know, you don't think you have a story to, sh to tell. Because, like, 
you know, we're just just average people and yeah, we just have these disabilities, but then Alps, they kind of really bring out a lot of our confidence. Like, yeah, you, we're confident on, in the playing field because we do our sports, but to get up in front of people, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> but I think Alps, the speaking program really helps not just the two of us, but just uh, thousands of uh, athletes and just help them find their voice and do uh, great things like you did, like go to college and uh, get your major and education all um, situated and everything. And I think it's great that you went through that. What was your, um, what was it like when you gave your first speech for Alps? Um, I would honestly say it was very, um, I was very nervous. <laughs> um, I wasn't really sure, like, um, how many people were in the room, what, um, kind of was a little unsure what people thought of my speech and I was like it, it's actually when I for, uh, when I started speaking it actually um my nervousness kind of went away and the, I kind of got used to it after um the more I kind of did I wasn't really used to it at first <laughs> yeah for sure when I gave mine for graduation my like right leg was like shaking the entire time. <laughs> it's like nerve wracking, but it's a pretty cool feeling, isn't it? When it's all over and you're like, man, I just, you know, gave a speech and shared my story and people liked it. Was that a pretty cool feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So is there a special Olympic event or moment that you remember that just really gave you, um, the confidence, whether in when you started or recently, where you like won a gold or anything, and you your confidence just like really spiked up. I would have to say, um, it was the the big I think confidence booster was probably when I went to um, two thousand seventeen when I went to Austria uh, for cross country mm. skiing. Um, I did very, very well, um, <laughs> in skiing, and I think just, um, meeting new, there was kind of a bunch of, so one of the neat things was we got to trade pens with the different countries, and just meeting cool. new athletes from the different, different countries was pretty neat, that actually kind of, I think, boost my, um, social confidence a little bit um it kind of i think some athletes started to notice more that i was starting to kind of slowly come out of my shell a little bit more um when we were in austria <laughs> that's awesome that you got to go to austria so yeah. you went to austria and then i think one of the times like first kind of remember meeting you was that we both went to the 2018 usa games yes so we did that <laughs> and have you been to and then you went to the 2022 USA Games recently for powerlifting, right? Yes. How'd you do in that? Um, I did very well. I got um, the gold in overall, and then I placed two silvers um, in squat and dead. And in bench, I placed, um, got a bronze. <laughs> awesome. Mm -hmm. And then you remember how you did in the 2018 USA Games in track? Um, 
got six in the 200. Um, we, we had a little mix up. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we placed third in the relay. I placed third in the 400. And then I got fifth in javelin. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Javelin's hard to throw. I've, yeah. I'm not as good as you, but <laughs> I, I did it like just for like your local track. And it's just like, wow, this is harder than I thought. <laughs> I mean, it's just a plastic thing, but it's still, like, big. Yeah. Heavy. <laughs> so, now that you've graduated college and everything, what um what's next for you? What's your next big goal you're setting for yourself? Still kind of the next big goals I have um, is I'm going to be moving into my own place. So that's pretty exciting. Um... <laughs> And then uh, I was kind of thinking about once I gave it a little bit of time, maybe going back to school and maybe actually um, seeing if I can get a degree either in um, museum carrying or criminal justice. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, I credit you for wanting to go back to school. Unlike me, I I like couldn't wait to get out of school but i think it's great that you go back and just educate yourself yeah. and everything that's awesome and uh you're pretty excited about moving into your own place or a little nervous or both i'm kind of both um i'm excited because yeah. um basically i live in my parents basement and i constantly have to go up and up the stairs for things i need so yeah once I move, then i don't have to worry about that I'm a little nervous because right now um, I'm still kind of trying to think, figure things out, but they'll kind of come mm -hmm. as um, we're getting ready to um, settle in and kind of move in. <laughs> yeah, same. I live in my parents' basement too, and it's like, uh, I guess like it feels like your own spot, but not really because you know your parents on the house. Yeah, but then like too. You're moving into an apartment, right? Yes. <laughs> Is it like an okay? Yeah, I always thought that was better because you don't know, smaller, not a big place to clean. Like I, I don't know about you, but I see my parents do everything that it takes to keep up a house, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I think I'd rather live in an apartment. I don't want to do all this extra work that takes with a house. So, I think you'll do great though. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> excited for you to move out. So, mm -hmm. well, thanks again, Rachel, for joining us on the Brave in the Attempt podcast and, you know, I look forward to following you and all your successes in school and your job and just being a voice for Special Olympics. Okay. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Subscribe to the podcast Brave in the Attempt. If you'd like to watch the videos of the interviews, please go to Special Olympics Nebraska YouTube channel.